Hello, Guardians. We are back after a big raid <laughs> just a little bit ago. We are back with an, a legend tonight on the show and such an incredible honor to be here tonight with one of our favorite characters in Destiny in real life. So, so exciting, Guardians. We're not going to waste any time. Hope you all are having a great, great evening on this Friday night. Hope you had fun in Crota's End. And now we're going to kick things off on the Destiny show with the incredible IRL Eris Morn, a.k.a. Morla Rondona. And Morla, Hello. thank you so, so much for joining us finally. <laughs> well, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Such an honor. Such an incredible honor, and I hope you're having an amazing, amazing evening on this wonderful Friday night. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a uh, a little early over here. Got some sunlight in LA. Okay, and and, and where up. where about are you in, in currently? Yeah, I'm in I'm in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, I've been here been here for a little while now, but you know, I'm originally from. New Orleans, as I like to mention often, so <laughs> I'll bring it up any chance I get. <laughs> Love that. Very cool. And, and thank you so, so much for joining us. It is such an amazing honor. Oh my goodness. It's a pleasure. I'm, I'm again, like you've, uh, you know, I know we've tried to, we've talked about, um, doing this at other times, but, um, it's felt, uh, even though it might not have happened sooner, it feels like this is the right time for it to be happening. So this I'm is glad the that perfect time. Yeah, the absolute perfect time. And I I can't imagine, man, how excited I was when the, when we finally got the reveal that <laughs> Eris Morn was coming back um, in yeah. full form. And oh man, I've been enjoying the storyline so so much. Yeah, me too. I was very excited as well. I was incredibly excited. <laughs> and when I heard the direction of where where everything was going, it was um pretty mind-blowing and exciting and um I never I never would have imagined as we were saying just before we went live like I all the all the places that Eris, Eris has been and um, where she started and where she is now, I just never, never could have imagined. And I'm, 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 I always feel like the luckiest girl. I really do. Like I, I, I really, really feel like the luckiest girl having, um, having this relationship with Eris, having this relationship with Destiny and, and Bungie and, and the community uh, on the whole. Like I, 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 another thing that I will mention when I, whenever I get the opportunity is that, I I feel like I am I, I I consider myself part of the community. I am part of the community as well. Like it's not, you know, I've al I've always I've always wanted to, you know, I'm I'm I I I love to get to know uh guardians and love to get to know people in the community and so um yeah, I I want to be as involved as I possibly can. Yeah. And we appreciate you so much for your contributions to our favorite game as our favorite character and also everything that you've done in, in the community as well with your contributions, both 
in on other shows that you've been on and all the other games too. You you have quite a rich history in the world of gaming outside of Destiny as well. Yeah, games is where I put my energy. It's like uh mm-hmm. it's where I the space I want to be, you know. I love VO in general and of course I I love all that VO has to offer and I'm I'm always learning about aspects of VO and places to live and work in VO that are surprising to me. Um, that VO voiceover and voice acting in games is, it's, it's, uh, it's my love. Very cool. Well, let's, let's get the show on the road. I'm going to give us a quick countdown. We'll do an introduction and we will start with our discussion with the guardians. All right. Guardians, I hope you're ready. Guardians, tonight on The Destiny Show, we're honored to welcome a Hive Guardian and legend in the Destiny community who needs no introduction. She is a distinguished voice actor who has captivated the world of gaming with her voice and presence for over 15 years. She holds a BFA in theater performance from the University of Mississippi in Oxford, and Morla Gorandona is a distinguished voice actress who worked with some of the biggest games and brands in the gaming industry, including HBO, DreamWorks, Bungie, Treyarch, Insomniac Games, Santa Monica Studios, Guerrilla Games, and Bethesda, just to name a few. In the world of Destiny, she is known for her captivating voice as one of our favorite and most influential characters in Destiny, Eris Morn. From her magnificent performance as Eris from the Dark Below, Destiny 1, to her return as the Hive Goddess in Destiny 2, Season of the Witch, she inspires Guardians with her voice, talents, and excellence. We're so honored and excited to welcome the amazing Morla Gorandona on the show tonight. Thank you so, so much for joining us, Morla. Hello. It is my absolute pleasure. What a lovely introduction. Thank you so much. I feel feel um, very, uh, very loved, very, very, um, very warm right now. Thank you. Thank you. It is truly an honor. Many, many years in the making. So we're so, so excited to welcome <laughs> you on the show and invite you on for our discussion with the Guardians. Yay! So Morla, the first question we have for you is get your start in voice acting. Mm. Oh, you know, I, I, I talk about starts. Starts are funny because, you know, they can, there are so many starts. There are many starts in, in a person's career. Um, and mine is no different, you know, like, do I start when I chose theater uh, in second grade to be in my first play? Do, do I consider, you know, choosing to um, pursue theater as my degree in college? Is that, is that where it starts? Um, one start that I can point to is uh, after college, I moved to New York to continue to pursue theater. And um, I left a voice message for my agent 
back in the days when there were answering machines. And uh, he was playing it out loud. And then the voice of our agent pointed to the answering machine and said, um, he's a voice actor. I'm taking, I'm taking her over. And so they started me, started sending me out for jobs for that. But even before then, I was, I found even when I was doing theater, I was, uh, I was doing, well, there was, I mean, when I was in college, I, I did my first commercial and that's a long and funny story for the University of Mississippi Medical Center, but I was replaced by Morgan Freeman. Uh, and then maybe that was the start. Maybe that was the start of my, my video career. But, but I can for sure say that it was when I was introduced to um, Bioshock, uh, when I realized that voiceover for games is where I wanted to be. That was the space that I wanted to be. I was working in theater in the Bay Area the time and um and i had been a uh i hadn't played games in since nes um and so i uh listening to and watching watching bioshock being played and listening to the voices and and realizing the depth of the the narration and the and the like that's 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 like acting that's real acting. That's the kind of acting that I would hope to do on a stage. And I was so, um, so blown away by it. I was so moved and excited by it that I, I quit all uh, live performance aspirations and just put all my attention into, into games. And I knew ultimately what I'd want to do the most would be performance capture because that felt like the, um, like the most direct fulfillment of my uh, of my degree, it's stage acting, um, except it's just in a different space. It's not on the stage that I grew up participating in. Um, but I think it's um, I love that it has uh, reach and it has relevance and it has. Um, the the characters that I can play are not limited to my physical self. Um, so it's 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 all the things that I love about theater and and more. So yeah, that's that's how I guess that would be the most uh, point A point B kind of um, kind of a. Uh... It's funny you mentioned. Uh, musical theater because I back in the day when I was in high school I got yeah. to play in multiple musical theater productions although not so much on a greater scale but I do remember having to come into to school early very early in the morning at like 6 a.m for practice and then we stayed we would have rehearsals before school wow Ooh, that's, that's hardcore yeah yeah what um what was a what was a what was a uh a, a show that you did what's a play uh, we that did, you did it was uh La, La Mancha oh yeah Man La Mancha and, fantastic um I think one was once upon a mattress yeah it did not it was the other There's one that, that we did <laughs> um and those were two that I was pretty pretty heavily involved in who were you in once upon a mattress I was in the supporting cast. I wasn't quite the main character, but I was in the supporting role. Uh, That's there. so exciting. 
that was the last, no, that was the first musical I did in high school. Really? Uh-huh. I was Winifred. Oh, I no way. Small world. I, was the, I know. That was one of my favorite roles. That's so cool. <laughs> I didn't do musical, but I just did, I did a couple plays in, in high school and we did uh, Diary of Anne Frank and uh, Princess Bride. Oh my gosh, how cool. <laughs> Very I, different vibes. Yeah, I, I got to play, I was Peter in Diary of Anne Frank. Beautiful. And then um, in... Princess Bride, I was the R-O-U-S, oh, rodent, nice. rodent of unusual size, oh, and then I was the uh, albino. Fantastic. Oh, that's, that's great. Really cool. That's really great. I haven't done theater in so long. I, I got to ask Morla, mm-hmm. what is the origin story behind Eris Morn, and how did Eris come to life? You mean me? like and how did she come arrive in my life well how did she come to life as a character in in destiny how did that journey with eris morn begin was it an idea that bungie approached you with or oh yeah she was fully formed by the time i showed up um yeah i i i have um i have I have nothing to do with her origin in so far as um, outside of what her, her voice is. Um, I, I had, um, I had, well, I, I came in, you know, I, I, I was, this is like another one of those things like, well, maybe this is how things start. Right. You know, um, this is definitely a starting place for me is when I met uh, Stephen Hotty, who at the time was um, really just getting his start as a sound designer in games. And we met at the Game Developers Conference and, um, you know, we just kind of hit it off. Like I really respected the work that he was doing, that he was presenting there. And um, I, I, uh, fast forward, we wound up, you know, moving to, uh, the Seattle area at the same time. And, um, I became really good friends with him and his wife. And, uh, he was working at Bungie as a sound designer. And back when I was at GDC, I said to him, um, I know we're probably not ever going to get a chance to work together because you're sound design, I'm VO, but sometimes those, that space, there's like some overlap. And, you know, if they, if we ever get a chance to work together, I'd, I'd love for that to happen. And, uh, yeah, he just, he said, remember that thing you said about working together, that place where sound design and VO overlap, like, got it, figured it out. And so he asked me to come in and, um, uh, help create the, uh, the sounds of the of the hive so i was you know doing a lot of creature sounds and stuff like that and and as i kind of mentioned earlier before before we got started in our little pre-show talk that i had um i had recently uh just gotten through doing some other kind of creature sounds um 
uh, it was for the flood for um, for Halo Waypoint uh, Mona Lisa. So I knew that was something that I liked and I knew it was something that I could do. And I'm sure I must have spoken with Stephen about that because um, he asked me to come in and, and, and do that. And I did. And I figured that that was going to be the full extent of my contribution to destiny. But, um, you know, fast forward a couple of years later, not even, I mean, I can't even remember. It just seems like a really long time, but it also seems like really fast. Um, uh, Stephen said that there was this role that had become available and you, he, uh, suggested that I audition for it. Um, apparently like it, it made like a round of auditions and, um, they were just weren't quite getting what they wanted yet. And so I, I had a, um, a phone audition because, you know, we didn't, it was like so long. It was just on the phone. I was just speaking on the phone and, 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 uh, just kind of getting the information about what it is that they were looking for, who this character was. And there was just a lot of, um, serendipitous kind of things like there was they were what they were referencing was uh someone who was on the precipice of madness and i had just gotten through watching this video about these people who go in these like suits like these like like um um, I don't know what they're called. Like the these suits that prevent them from getting too hot. Like on they go on the like these edges of volcanoes. And and I remember like looking at these people doing this, like walking up to these volcanoes, thinking like, oh my gosh, they're gonna fall in. They're like on the edge. They could fall in or they could go backwards. And so I mentioned that, like, oh yeah, I just saw a video about that. And the people on the call, were like, yeah, I just saw that video too. So there was like all this good, you know, we were all on the same page and and um so i auditioned i i got off the phone with them and i recorded like three versions of eris and they liked the one that you hear in the game and and uh and that's that that's how it happened and so i uh eris was born she just spoke to me she spoke to me in this way um, the, the, the thing, the line that really got to me in the edition was, um, you know, six of us went down into the pit and that was the first line. That was the first line of my edition. And I just imagined this pit, like going down into this, this place where you're not supposed to be. And I had not that long before had a very similar experience of returning to new orleans post katrina and having this like, like returning to a place where you know i'm not supposed to be going in this direction i'm supposed to be running away from this place of you know just not knowing what i would find when i get there and uh so she immediately spoke to this place of um fear and bravery and anger and sadness and loss just complete monumental scale loss and just kind of like living in it seething in it learning from it speaking the language of that loss and it was 
kind of interesting too, because it's like the language of that loss for Eris is that of the hive. And I had already spoken that language. I helped create that language. So it was kind of feeding itself. That's, that's so fascinating that, you know, your experiences in in real life also helped to shape Eris Morn as the character that we have today. And her character is so much mystery and so much power and magic. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I mean, it does, it definitely feels like. But also hope too, because you, Eris has been with us, it seems like from the beginning, basically, like, you know, guiding us, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty- a really good point. Like the idea of the hope too. I feel like that was right, because she's not going to go on. Like she's why, like she's. Why would, if there's no hope, mm-hmm. right? And I, I'm sure there was like a lot of, uh, of that same thing too. Yeah. You know, in 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 this world of like living with, um, having the experiences of a post Katrina New Orleans and feeling very and living not in New Orleans anymore, right? I was living in the Bay Area. Well, no, I was well, I was in the Bay Area, and then I was in Washington, and no one knew no one could relate to my experience. So feeling very alone in that. Um, so I'm sure there was like some similarities of uh, some themes of like loneliness, isolation in that, but yes, definitely hope. And I think that that's, that's really that, you know what? I don't mention that enough in the era story and her origin, but that's absolutely true. Both of Eris and both of, me in new orleans and both and also of new orleans itself so i yeah. have very strong feelings about new orleans <laughs> <laughs> they call it nola right nola and uh we we don't really nola. say nola we just write nola for short when we're writing it but nobody like we don't say gotcha. nola. yeah <laughs> <laughs> now when when katrina happened back Back in the day, were you impacted yeah, by the storms? Say again? Were you impacted by the storms with uh, Katrina? Yeah, well, I was, you know, I was living right there. And we all, my whole family, we evacuated. Oh, wow. My mom and my stepdad, my grandmother, my sister, and all, my, and all our pets. And oh, I'm so sorry to went hear that. to northern Mississippi and just fully expecting to return, you know, at, like as we do every year because hurricanes happen all the time, you know, um, you go and you evacuate and then you go back home and it's, you know, you clean up the branches and everything's fine. Um, so that's fully what we expected. And then we just kind of lived in Northern Mississippi for a while. And then we, uh, and then my folks moved to South Carolina and, um, I moved to, Maryland and then back to New York. I had lived in New York before. And so I moved back to New York as it was familiar. And uh, yeah, that's what I did. And my sister, my sister, um, she moved back, right? Yeah, she moved back. She, her house was fine. And so she was able to move back home. I mean, our house was fine too, but there was nothing. I mean, there was just nothing. I, 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 I was working in theater at the time and there was just like no theater was going to be happening anytime soon. So 
So I moved to New York where there was at least potential for theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, having moved um, several times from yeah. New Orleans to New York to Seattle, do you miss New Orleans now that you're in a different place? I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I find that there are times where I, um, it's like, I need a, I need a, like a soul, like a, like to like refuel my soul. And I, I, I go home. I try to get back as often as possible. Um, but, um, you know, it's pre COVID, there was just no chance for me to live in new Orleans and no chance for me to live in New Orleans and have the career that I have had. Um, and it would still be challenging um, to live with like performance capture and things. And also, you know, I just have my, my life is here. My son is here. My, you know, he's got school here and this is, he, he hardly remembers Washington at all. So this is, this is his home. So of course, of course. But yeah, I mean, I miss, I miss it, but I also know very, very clearly this is where I, this is where I need to be. This is where I'm, I'm meant to be. And Los Angeles has been very good to me. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Marla, I know that you've been in video games for quite a long time with with your <laughs> yeah. VA work, and I'm I'm curious. What was the first video game that you got a chance to uh, a voice for? Mm. The very first video game I ever did was Ice Blades, um, and that was a uh, that was quite a coup. I again, I was at GDC, and I was talking to someone, the person who I kind of got the tip that he was going to be working on a new game, and and uh, I just kind of. And I think I just kind of really actually just like latched onto this person. I was following him around. Um, I was like, yeah, yeah. I kept running into him like, oh, hey there. I'm sure he was <laughs> rolling his eyes at me. He's like, oh, gosh, here she comes again. Because Beauty C is not really the place where you want to be like, I'm an actor and hire me. It's like not that kind of thing. It is. It's networking, of course, but it's it's um, it's, you know, academic and it's it's. Uh, it's like. It's a much more understated kind of networking thing. You know, it's not, it's not like, here's my, let me put on a show for you. But that's, you know, that was my experience. Like I got to, I don't know. I like trying to figure out and learn how to like hustle and schmooze and like express that I'm, I can do this thing that I've never done before really. And uh, I, so I did, I was just kind of hustling at this event and he said to me something along the lines it probably wasn't this at all but this has become the story so i'm just going to say it is that he said to me something along the lines of um you know the thing about voice actors is that they always say that they can that they have a very large range but i've never seen it or heard it convincingly where an actor can do Two voices so different that they can speak to each other and you wouldn't be able to tell. And I said, Oh, you mean like this? And then I just started like doing all these different voices. And I was like thinking, like, what's the lowest range? And then the highest range. I was doing all these different accents for him. And he just stood there like 
is this person? Like, oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, I was just tap dancing out there. I'm like, I'm going to do it. And, um, and he's like, yeah, like that. And then I got an audition and I, uh, yeah, I got the role of Ayumi in x Please. My first, I was very, very, for, like I say, you know, I'm a lucky girl. Like the very first job I got was the lead in a, you know, pretty popular game. Um, I mean, I earned it by embarrassing <laughs> myself <laughs> right there between uh, by everyone anybody walking by must have been like what is going on right next to the chocolate fountain and strawberries i was just doing my thing <laughs> but it worked it worked were you were you nervous at all was i nervous when i was doing the uh when i was making a fool of myself or was I nervous when I was doing the job for the first time? And the answer to both is the answer to that is yes to both of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I figured, you know, I had, I guess I had figured I had just made such a fool of myself already, just kind of running into this person and, and like, and I wasn't even trying a lot of the times. So I was like, well, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. Um, but yeah, the job, the audition, I was nervous about the audition and I was nervous about the, uh, the work because he said, uh, it was, it was, um, ADR. It was, uh, and I had never done it before. And, uh, it was like, do you think you could do it? I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. No problem. I'm like how like in my head, I'm like, how hard can it be? And the <laughs> answer is it's very hard. It's, it's very hard to do that. But, um. And I'm sure they figured out very quickly into the session. It's like, she doesn't know what she's doing, but here we are. We're going to have to work it out. So uh, we did. We like created like a, what I called the formula. Like, and I figured out, I just learned real, I picked it up really quickly. So, and, and we did it and it worked out fine. And then it led, and just having that being able and being able to say like, oh, I was the lead in this game like whether anybody looked at it or not looked to see what it was there was that was that was really um, crucial i could just say that like oh i'm gonna leave this game and i and i did i hustled a lot back then a lot i was sending out emails all the time to any possible lead i would take business cards all the time and just send emails and uh follow up um and it you know it it's it's what I needed to do at that time. And, and it, 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 it worked. That's, that's amazing. And, and more like, you know, you've been in video games for over 15 years now as a voice actor. Really? Has it really been that long? Is that true? Has it been that long? Okay. Yes. Um, has it? But, uh... I suppose it has. <laughs> some of my favorite characters is that what the question uh what were some of your favorite characters that you had a chance to uh a voice act oh gosh so many like really really so many um, like they're all the most favorite character while i'm doing it right um 
like I, I feel hesitant to mention a single one because I, then I feel like I'm just gonna have to go through the entire resume. I really do absolutely love um, think of a character that was like, oh God, that was awful. I mean, even Ayumi, which is, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the greatest, you know, it wasn't my best work ever, but it was, it's huge, the importance. So she is kind of my favorite for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I, I love, love, love the work that I've done with Polyarch the uh the game moss that's incredibly special to me um you know um just being the narrator and then voicing the characters within the narration as well was a a beautiful challenge and um and uh and a very sweet sweet special thing for me um and i've you know, I I've loved I love Bela in God of War. Uh, that's it's also it's just so much has to do with like the teams and and I do I am I love working with he I I am so very I I want to make the teams that I work with family so quickly and like I feel like they are like it's like we're all in this together and we're working on this thing and whether I'm in here for a day or I'm in here for a week it's like yeah. I'm part of the family, and I get very excited <laughs> about that. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I I I loved loved working with uh, Riot uh, with the League of Legends team for Nefari. Uh, no, sorry, Nefiri. I said Nefari. Nefiri. Um, that was uh, um, another kind of. You know, it was just this great, like this really interesting thing. It's like, what are we going to, we're going to try this thing out. And like, are you game? I'm like, yeah, I'm game. I'm game. Bring that. Like, I want to do whatever. Like, I want to be strange and weird and, and, and emotional. And, and I want to do things that nobody's ever done before. And I want to like break new ground, whether it's in how we do it or what it is that we're doing. and. And I do, and I know I said it before, and I've said it a number of times already, but I do feel so incredibly lucky that I have been able to have that experience. Um, you know, I, I love Battery uh, for Call of Duty. She's incredibly special to me. Um, and then, like, some stuff that nobody's ever heard of that just doesn't show up on my IMDb that I love. like. Stormland and um and uh Westworld Awakening and and you know I mean so many like I'm I know like I'm like I'm leaving stuff out right now as I could like oh yeah that one too of course of course very special very, very special I love games can you tell <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was I, I was I, I was just looking games. at the IMDB and the list of games is just absolutely incredible and there's so much more to come y'all you don't even know <laughs> <laughs> i wish i could say I can't. <laughs> but yeah eris is 
huge and large and personal and special. And um, I am like so grateful that she is loved because I wasn't sure. Like I'm reading her, I'm like, I don't know if anyone's gonna understand. And it's like, oh, I'm so relieved. And I'm so feel um because it feels like it feels like she's like I feel I feel like her, you know, and so like that you have a chance it, there's so many amazing games that you were a part of and it, it's so cool to get to experience these games as a as a player and to mm-hmm. see these characters really come to life mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it's been very special especially eris for mm-hmm. us as destiny fans mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. well you were saying because you've been you've been playing since the since the dark below or maybe even before right so yeah we've been playing the data yeah destiny so i love it i love it see (laughs) it's like how can you not be family we've been all we've been we've been a part of the same story right we've been a part of the same story this whole time and in not in any small way in this huge huge life-changing way how can you not be how can you not be related at that point (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very true yeah we've had to experience all the you know things that Eris had to go through and we we experienced them together you know all the way ever, ever since the dark below mm. yeah and having voice acted in so many different games and so many characters what are some challenges that you had to go through to bring characters to life that we may not even know about as far as what voice acting can be? Mm. Mm. Well, challenges like, uh, I'm sure there are, right. I'm sure there are challenges, but it just, it all gets folded into the process of creation that it doesn't feel like it. Right. You know, sometimes it's like memorization. It's like sometimes it's a, a monologue, you know, that I you know, have to get, like, find, like, fuel it full of energy and still, like, because the closer you get to the emotion, like, the harder it is to remember the the words. And so that's a challenge. I mean, just the whole auditioning process is a challenge, you know. For as many roles that you see, they were, like, thousands and i'm not even that's not even hyperbolic thousands of rules that i didn't get you know it's like the auditioning is all the time and that's just how it is mm-hmm. um yeah i can't even i can't even i cannot even imagine how many thousands of auditions i didn't get you know that i wasn't cast in for that but um so yeah, that's a real that's a real challenge. Um and uh but it's also, you know, that's just part of the like I say, it's just part of the creation. It's part of the experience of being an actor. It's same across the board. Um and then you learn how to give an audition all your attention and all your energy and effort and hope. 
and like really make it super very real or fantastical or whatever it's calling for, right? You make it personal, um, you make it your own, and then you spend whatever time you need to, and then you just forget about it. You have to, you have to forget about it. Otherwise you drive yourself crazy. Um, and then there's just also just not enough time to like get, get too yeah, no, caught up in one because there's another one there's just three more that you have to do that night, right? Um, but then some some require more time than others because just performance capture auditions require much more time and um, memorization. Though uh, uh, apparently the, the new rules for auditioning for performance capture you don't need to memorize anymore. That's a new uh, um, thing. But I'm gonna, you know, that's like a personal. I'm gonna always try to memorize. It just feels more connected to the uh, characters. Yeah, it definitely feels more more real when you're not standing there with the lines Paper. in your hand. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, y'all know, you have acting experience when you're doing an audition with the, you know, it's nice to have, like you can reference it. So, you know, you can, don't have to worry about the energy of memorization, but if like you can get it to a place where it's memorized and it's, um, and you're in it, like you're really feeling it. That's just the most ideal. So they said, like anything worth doing is worth doing everything you got. So yeah, I have a whole group of people who help me with that. Like we help each other with that. Like we are in support of each other in our memorization skills. <laughs> It's a, it's a real thing. Like we have memorization groups and stuff. So, and Morla, what would you say is your favorite game of all time? Oh gosh! <laughs> the challenging question. Um, other than Destiny, you mean? Obviously, right? That's what we're saying. Yes. Okay. Because, I mean, right? That's why we're here. We're here because of Destiny. So other than Destiny, I would say, um, I don't know. I, um, I love, I really do love Fallout 3. It has remained one of my favorites of all time. Um, I'm a big Bethesda fan. And, um, and I also, I mean, I love God of War. I really do love God of War. I've been a God of War fan for a long time, too. And um, there's a game that like not very many people have heard of that I absolutely love. It's called Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. It's by the Chinese Room. Oh, and yeah. I've played that game before. I yeah. love that game. Yeah, there's definitely, it's very emotional, connected kind of game and everything. Yeah, well, you found my theme. <laughs> <laughs> Emotion? Yeah. More or less there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gut, guts, guts and heart being ripped out? Yeah, yeah. I never got there. to finish that game because I think it just got to me so much. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah. Well, I always loved that, uh, so... Jessica Curry is the um, composer for that game, and she 
it was a lot, it was choral, it was choral music for the most part. Beautiful. That's a lot of it takes, it's the rapture. So there's like a religious element to it though, though it's not a religious game. Like it's the, 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 mm-hmm. the um, the title is uh, receptive in that way. Um, intentionally so I'm sure. And, uh, and so there's all this gorgeous choral music and then if you pay close enough attention, you'll notice that it's it's the dialogue from the game. It's just like certain, it's specific lines of dialogue from the game being written as a choral piece. It's like, whoa, what? It's just such a neat little, I don't know, like a little tidbit. It's just like a yummy little tidbit. I love that. It's just clever and, and smart and like, it just feels like it's like so thoughtful and like it permeates the whole. And I love, I love like dialogue being honored in music and the music, you know, just, I, I don't know. I got, I was very charmed and delighted by that little bit. That's, um, that's really cool. Uh-huh. But I, I don't know, maybe, maybe my va- very favorite game of all time is um, Bubble Bobble. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just playing that with my son the other day. I introduced him to Bubble Bob. Actually, I introduced him to Bubble Bob before, but he didn't remember. So I was reintroducing him to Bubble Bobble. The music and... is kind of iconic in that game. It's just got that like really cutesy music. And and also um Super Mario Brothers. Got to play that with him as well. Yeah, that's a classic. That is a absolute classic. That's got to be on. That's my list too, on my list as well. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers was such an epic game, and I remember the old school Super Mario Brothers on the original Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Such a yeah. such a fun time. Yeah, that's what we were playing. That's what yeah. we were playing. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, Amazing. Yeah. I mean, it was like um, like some like current device or you it's got like 908 bit games on it or whatever but yeah same same thing <laughs> very cool but yeah okay i'm also just gonna have to say because i'm thinking about it you know moss of course and then dead space and um that's effect even though i'm not in those i love them they were part of the thing they were part of the stuff that I, as i was like they were just always they were reaffirming my wanting to be in games like ah oh, yes this is exactly what i want to be doing i can't wait so yeah those for sure i think that's when we realized that at that time games were starting to become bigger than movies and everything yeah. <laughs> yeah. like they would just start telling these epic stories in them yes <sighs> yeah so good dead space dead space is wonderful and the choreo- um, choreographer uh the composer for that um jason graves is also the composer for moss so i've been a big fan of jason graves for a very long time and i think there was some ex bungie developers on moss if i'm not mistaken that's um, right yeah yes mm-hmm. Stephen hottie once again we get to work together again. Yeah. He's a good guy. Awesome. He's incredibly talented. He, he's um 
Yeah. He is a person who is incredibly, uh, incredibly good at infusing um, sound with uh, sound and music, like uh, sound and um, sorry, sound and emotion. Um, what he can do with a pair of um, little leather gloves and how he can make that an emotional thing as he creates the pitter pat of a little mouse's footsteps is incredible. But he's also the same person that brought you the sound of the sparrows in Destiny. It's like tremendous talent. Just a tremendous talent. Yeah, sound design is so big in games. Like it's really really sets the mood. that makes me think of when they did the uh showcase for i think it was beyond light and they had the bungee people just recording sounds at home because everyone was right stuck at home and uh i can't remember who it was but she the one lady's like yeah i recorded sounds of my breast pump i'm like that's right i remember that right you remember yes i remember like I remember that for like ice cracking or something like that. I'm like, that is just wild that you could think of that sound and turn it into something completely different. Yeah. When you think about like, um, is it Joanna? Is it Joanna Fang from uh, Santa Monica Studios? Um, Fully, fully artist, uh, award-winning fully artist. And just talking to her about retraining your ear to experience the world through those kinds of sounds like and like thinking and considering them like how how a sound can be other things and what it's like a very intentional kind of but like like you can you can you can walk through your day just experiencing everything you hear in this completely different way i love it i love it's like it's like it's like being it's like being in the same exact physical space but it's a totally like you're a visitor to that space just by the way that you change the way you hear things that's really cool i think uh moss was such a such an epic game i still have to play moss too i haven't played that one yet you played moss I, I loved it. Oh, yay. Such an awesome game. Thank you so much. Uh, in yeah. fact, I, I had it on my PSVR. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a great experience to play through in virtual reality and to mm-hmm. just experience something totally different from anything that we've done in Destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, very refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I played the demo for that too, and it was... Uh. The the PSVR was just wild. It's just a, such a surprise, right? It's like it's just it's shocking how stunning it is, and there's just like delight all over the place, and the way that you engage with Quill, it's um. And you talk about emotion. It's a it's a whole different way. It's like a it's a it's a very different VR experience than most VR. Definitely. So more like going back to Eris, how do you mm-hmm. prepare to 
personify Eris Morn before you go in the studio to do the lines? And thank you for the question, Tis Rain. Well, um, she's not far. She's never really very far, you know. But uh, I have my, I mean, aside from like the usual kind of vocal preparations that I do for all all games, all all anytime I'm you know, going into the booth or um, I have a, um, one song in particular, but I have a, a whole, um, I've amassed quite a collection of songs for, for Eris. And so whether I, you know, listen to them or vocalize along with them, um, yeah. And then of course, just like the script, just like reading the script numerous times um as many times as possible um, yeah and then i uh i don't know it's just just kind of like allowing i'm like i'm doing it as we're speaking like i'm like what do i do i'm like starting to do the thing like i'm gonna start to live in that space like i just i'm so, i'm i'm so familiar with that 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 whatever like the baseline kind of um like resting like resting heiress space <laughs> i just made that up just now um, i thought you were about to say something else <laughs> <laughs> no i wasn't gonna say that um the like i'm so familiar with what that um i don't know what to call it just like that neutral that neutral heiress space and I just go there and then I can be um, whatever the the season or the scene or situation calls for. Yeah. I mean, because her backstory never changes. So I can always just go back to her backstory. That's really cool. And it seems like you're just such a natural fit for Eris Morn as a character because that's pretty much who Morla is. Morla is Eris Morn. And it's... I mean, it sounds like kind of... Like, <laughs> considering who Eris is, is and what her experiences have been, it sounds like, oh, do we need to check in on Morla? Because, like, <laughs> it's not <laughs> like that. But, but it's, you know, there's just... There, there's... um, I, I relate to her. I identify. I have great empathy for her, I guess, as a really... As a, I understand. That's a great word. Yeah. That's great word. Cause I mean, we kind of experienced her loss like throughout the journey. But again, like I said, we we have the hope, you know. Um, Eris really has been like like I said, a, a guide to us, you know, and she's continuing to, you know, help us through this uh path of darkness, basically, to mm. to get to, you know, to where we need to be to save humanity yeah yeah hmm. i like to that she is um general enough like she's clearly a very specific character but she's also general enough that people can get from her what they need and i feel like that's something that 
continues to happen. Like people, she can be whatever anyone needs her to be, but they can see themselves. They can see parts of themselves in her, you know, that whether it's the, the sadness or it's the hope or it's the, um, you know, the anxieties or the uh, control or, you know, or, you know, what, yeah, whatever, whatever. They can uh, um, just see themselves. I mean, she's, she's, she's big enough enough to be able to, or anyone can see what they, they can, anyone can see themselves in her. And Morla, we have a very interesting question from Mal, and Mal wants to know, what are your Is it thoughts? The Mal, it's just Mal, just I Mal. believe, okay. according to okay. our show notes. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, and Mal wants to know, what are your thoughts on the relationship with the Drifter and Eris, um. and <laughs> what it might be, and why they both feel at ease with one another? I love that. Mm. Um, you know, it's just such a um. Oh. How do I? How do I even say? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't. I don't, I don't, it feels, it feels like a thing that it's just, it's like, um, I'm trying to, trying to give an example without dive. So I, there was a, a young person who was telling me about a relationship that he, he had a crush and he, um, but he wasn't sure about what whether she liked him or you know what it was and like he was like kind of getting like a little figuring he had to do something about it and and so he was asking my advice and I said you know it's like it's all part of the excitement of it right now is just the not knowing and the the question marks that surround it. Like we could rush to, you know, you could rush to a place where you could get an answer definitively. You could go and you could find out and then, you know, but that might change what it is. Or you can just enjoy the friendship or the relationship and whatever it is at this moment. And, um, and just be in that and then let it unfold and just, find I've said delight a lot this time this 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 um this past hour but just kind of delight and revel and in the in in the not knowing in the unfolding in the uh in the possibility I think that's it it's delighting in the possibility and the tension that we you know that's that that is there and I think the same is true of um, Eris and Drifter. Like, what is it? What is the, like, I, uh, 
it's I, I think that's a perfect it's exactly example. what we all are perceiving it you know it's mm-hmm. it is delighting it's it's delighting in this exchange whatever that exchange is um i'm a fan i'm a fan of labels but like i don't want to put a label on that (laughs) like what it is you know that's how i feel and um what do they see in each other um hmm well they're opposites right in a lot of ways very but much then so. they're also just like both incredibly honest right i think they're just also both really vulnerable i was thinking the same expressed in different ways yeah yeah exactly like they they, they yeah. both have like really tragic loss in their lives vulnerability mm-hmm. yeah so they're they're vulnerable and it's great just watching it unfold to whatever mm-hmm. whatever happens because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you, you, you can tell drifter is that boy that oh what's you know we're, we're gonna try this and we're gonna try and help but you know we'll we'll see where it goes there's care for sure, right? There's care there. Whatever it is. Yeah, it's funny because we thought Drifter always was like for his own like, you know, agenda, basically. Mm. But you know, he Well, that's also another thing too, right? Like there's the question of like, well, who are you who are you out for? And the same has been thought of like Ferris. Is she evil? Is she crazy? Is she like what's her story? There were times we don't in understand. D1. There huh? were times in D one that I questioned. Like uh, yeah. right after the right after the campaign, like when she sure. was referring to the queen, I didn't know right. if she was talking to Marasov or if she was talking to Sabathun and mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so those those things like played in my head. I was like, oh, geez, you know, so it's like a juxtaposition of good and evil here. But yeah, so now, I love that out, question. Yeah. Thank you for that question. I haven't really, you know, what is it about them? The that what do they see in each other i like i like that little little query that's nice very thought provoking indeed <laughs> so morla how would you say eris morn has evolved in season of the witch since her humbled beginnings in the dark below mm-hmm. Well, you know, she's a lot more um, clarity, I think. And that's maybe that has to do with us seeing her. That has less to do with her personal evolution. I think she's been pretty consistent as a as an individual, like as knowing who she is. She's always known who she is. But we have received a lot more clarity about her as we've gone on, as we just mentioned, right? Um, I think, um, she has been in isolation and she has come out of isolation and she has been determined, um, 
she's excluded herself and then she's reluctantly to maybe not so and then eventually not so reluctantly um in, in begun to include herself um she is devoted and um that has remained consistent um and determined um i think a lot of that has to do like whether we've called that um mad or we've called that uh driven or we've called that um uh, whatever i think that has to do with our perception i don't think that has anything to do with her change i think she's been consistent i think she's been very consistent i think I she's think been so focused too she's mm -hmm. been so focused on tasks at hand and everything mm -hmm. very focused yeah. i mean i think if if there I think that um, it could be said that her, we saw her, you know, she softened in, um, in uh, Caterpillar, right? We got to see her being, her, her like listening and being a care, like a, a is it post it's actually i'm sorry it's post post shadow keep where she's listening to people's uh helping everyone deal with the nightmares right and um and you know maybe that's an evolution but also that might just have been something that was there with her all along too and we just we, we finally had an opportunity to, to see it you know i don't know it's a good question is she evolving or are we, or are, or are we? <laughs> I, it, it sounds a little, little of both. Like yeah, she's slowly coming, like breaking down that wall of isolation that she's, she now is like, okay, this is my time to, to shine really and help everybody. Yeah. She is for sure coming into the, <laughs> a powerful moment here as we have seen already it's very exciting i love i love this um i love this incarnation so powerful yeah so more like going back to you who who inspired you in your journey as a voice actress you know, I, I would have to say it's like uh, in, in experiencing games like Mass Effect. So, you know, Jen Hale and Courtney Taylor, for sure, have been inspirations to me. Um, like seeing and, and hearing them like play these roles, like, oh. Just and knowing like Metal Gear Solid too, as I think I believe. Series. I believe so. Yeah, I mean, like they've both been in a bajillion things, and just I think it's just in my in my experiencing uh, that I I'm like exactly exactly this is exactly the kind of thing that I I just like help me 
clarify and know exactly what was possible and what kind of roles were possible and how cool and commanding, unintended, yeah, um, the female characters can be in games. And it's like, yeah, that's like that, just like that. And I, uh, so for sure. And, you know, all, all the many wonderful, uh, voice actors and, and developers that I've met along the way. Like every time I work with the team, the development team, and I just, like the witnessing and being a part of their passion, their vision, their joy in making the game is, is, um, it's always reaffirming. It's like, yes, this is exactly the space that I want to be. It's, I, very, it's very life affirming over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, my, uh, I've made so many, um, I have so many fellow voice actor friends and, and they are all consistently inspirations. And of course, you know, I can't not say my, my son is a constant inspiration. I'm always trying out voices with him and, <laughs> and, and, being silly and you know he doesn't even know that that's like not normal (laughs) (laughs) always the way that it's been Um, mom's got a weird weird voice it's just another day just yeah Mm. showing another thing (laughs) trying out another voice (laughs) and moral what are some of your hobbies outside of voice acting and video games what do you enjoy doing as a personal hobby. Um, I love, uh, I do road trips with my son a lot and we go, um, we go, our destinations are almost always uh, national parks. He's a, um, he participates in the junior, junior ranger program, the national park system. It's the most incredible thing. If you don't know of it, I highly recommend. Um, just go to a national park and you can get a, a little brochure, not brochure, a worksheet, and then fill it out uh, to whatever degree, depending on age. And um, you learn about the park and you learn, you explore, and, and, and uh, when it's done, you're ready to go home for the day. You turn in the booklet. And there's this whole swearing in ceremony and a certificate badge. And it's just the sweetest thing. And it's like, you know, there's, it's not, it's not an additional cost or anything like that. You just go to the park. And so whatever the admission is for the park, sometimes there's no admission for the park and you just become a junior ranger. And it's, he, you know, I hope he never outgrows it. And if he does, I'm just going to pick up where he left off because I will continue to do it. It's a wonderful way to see the the country and to, you know, get away from as much as I love games. And I am not the kind of mom who is like, no to games, obviously. But sometimes mm-hmm. we need to get away from games. And so great way to get away from all that and uh spend some time and he always feels so proud 
Mm-hmm. I'm so incredibly proud. Um, it's a magical, magical little experience. So highly recommend. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, if I'm not like meeting up with friends, we do. I do a lot of I do a lot of coffee meetups with friends. That's a I'm I'm, I'm brunching and coffeeing and road tripping is <laughs> like what I do or planning road trips with Cole. That's uh that's what I do in my spare time. It's awesome. Love that. And what were some of your favorite places to uh, visit with uh, road tripping? We just got back from uh, a big one. We did, um, it was really, really special. Uh, we did Lassen Volcanic and then Lava Beds National Monument and then uh, Whiskey Town National Recreational Area and Tula Lake and crater lake and uh, that was a big one and a very short amount of time but uh crater lake surprised me i didn't i didn't think crater lake was going to be as stunning as it was and lava beds was also really great um and we like we're really near joshua tree so we go there often and um and then you know we did a, a couple years back we did a big old road trip with like our our Post-COVID family reunion, we did to um, Redwoods National Park. Oh, I love, really I love the Redwoods. Oh, it's beautiful. Crater Lake is really cool too. That's the the Mirror Lake. It's it's like like it's the Mirror Lake, right? It's like the reflection is like it's it's like you see like a mirror. It's like so crystal clear. The water. Um, I don't. I don't. I Wait. don't think of it as being. I think of it as just being so blue. It's just like the Yeah, that's what it is. What state is that in? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In Oregon. Oregon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. It was... I was, I was really stunned. I, I was like, okay, well, it's a lake. I mean, <laughs> sure, it's a special, sure, it's a special lake, but I... I was not ready for how gorgeous and it really is way I had no idea I didn't know I didn't realize and I'm so glad I'm glad uh, we went and then we're gonna eventually make our way back up to Washington and um hit up the parks there just don't know when but that's probably next on the list and he keeps saying he doesn't want to do it anymore. But then, like, yeah, but what about Washington? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, Washington. But then after <laughs> that, we're done. And then I'm like, well, what about what about um, what about arches? He's like, oh yeah, right. And then, but then after that, I'm like, what about the Badlands? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think, I think, I think we gotta. I think we still have a couple more years. I think I can squeeze those out of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we haven't hit the Grand Canyon yet. We gotta get the Grand Canyon. About Mount before uh, he he outgrows hanging out with mom. Mm-hmm. I don't want to think about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to think about. 
He's a, he's a sweetheart. I'm just always so, say, uh, I'm going to get emotional. I always do. I get emotional anytime I start talking about him. He is just really a remarkable, remarkable person. I'm, I do not know how I got so lucky to have such a great kid as him. He is, I mean, and he just always, always has been like, he's, he, uh, he has always been like deep and like aware and so smart and, um, and reasonable, <laughs> which is not, <laughs> you think about with like an 11 year old, he's just incredibly reasonable. Um, yeah, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. And now, is, is he a pretty big Destiny fan? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of gone back and forth. Uh, there have been um, sometimes more than others. I think he's 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 for sure excited about right now he of course he loves when eris is is um being featured um but uh i still can't get over though that he's a he's a titan oh, <laughs> he, he knows the right class he's gotta be a hunter we're hunters in this house yeah, yeah. it's hunter in this house too <laughs> He said, no, hey, you got to be your own man. I get it. Got to be a punchy boy. <laughs> That's really awesome. And Morla, what would you say is your favorite food? And oh. what would you say is Eris Morn's favorite food? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, I am... Um, <laughs> I never met a food I didn't like, really. I, uh, I, my favorite food is experiencing food. I don't know. That's whatever. That didn't, that's not as cool. That did not sound as cool as I wanted it to. <laughs> um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't, I'll eat, if it's food, I'll eat it. I love it. I love, I, you know, we were, my, sister and I were raised to just always try whatever. And, um, and, uh, we, I feel like I've had a really, I'm always interesting and always trying new things still. Like I'm, I'm always, I I just love food. I just love, and I'm a New Orleanian. So, um, we love food. Um, but I do, uh, I love Creole food. I can't, I can't not. It's like, it's, it is so, it, it it doesn't it feeds my belly and my soul <laughs> and uh and i love um fried chicken and i rarely eat it but i love it when i get like a really good fried chicken i've been craving fried chicken lately so that's why it's top of mind um <laughs> and there's it's i can never find like really good fried chicken i just can't so um so it is uh, um I gotta find a holy grail. I gotta find I gotta find my holy grail fried chicken. 
Um, actually, my holy grail fried chicken is Popeye's in New Orleans because it tastes different there than it does anywhere else in the country. You would have to, right? <laughs> right? It just doesn't taste as good anywhere else. And so like, I'm always trying to find that and I can't find it. So um, the closest that I've gotten is actually Jollibee. If you know it, it's like a, uh, it's a, it's a Filipino uh, fast food chain. Yeah, I've heard it's of it. I've never that. been. It's not quite it, but it's the closest. Um, um, but I also love you know, whatever. I love anything. I love sushi. I love I love a cheese board. I love uh, um, pie. <laughs> <laughs> anything. Anything. I don't know. What's Eris's favorite food? What do y'all think? What do you think? Eris's favorite food. I'll be thinking about it too, but y'all chime in as well. And you can say what your favorite foods are too, because it's just fun to talk about food. I really could just, we could have done this whole <laughs> podcast about food and we'd still yeah. just be getting started. <laughs> yep. <laughs> food is amazing. Eris, like, she would like, I mean, I could see her really liking a gumbo. I like, uh, like, yeah, I, I could see her more of a like raw, like ramen, spicy ramen. <laughs> yeah, right. like you're just saying type. that because obviously <laughs> <laughs> spicy ramen. Yeah, I know. I do. I kind of get like soup vibes from her, right? Yeah, There's yeah. Like, she's just like, it's it because of the liquidy eyes. Is that why we're getting soup vibes? <laughs> <laughs> is is it subconscious? I think it's just the the how she looks it it makes me think of just her in her robes huddled over a bowl of soup. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it I just get that. It's so like natural. a something cuz like you think about like making a soup it's kind of like a cauldron, right? You could perceive mm-hmm. it as like a cauldron. Like a like your it feels Yeah. a little witchy. Yeah, I'm going to go with gumbo. I'm going with gumbo. There's something, there's like the whole soul and history soul and yeah. like secret ingredients. Like what is it? Mm-hmm. Is it a rice? Is it a, is it a soup? Is it a stew? Is it a, <laughs> what? It's mm-hmm. like unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Gumbo. Yeah. Oh my God. Eris and I are favorite food is the same. <laughs> <laughs> but that's easy to say because all the foods are my favorite. So that's cheating. <laughs> I, I always pictured Eris Morn being more of a steak kind of a guardian. Mm, interesting. Mm, mm. She she what, goes uh, through a lot, you know, so she needs to get her um, protein and energy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Like a like a skewer. I could just see like a like a <laughs> steak skewer. Yeah. She she would oh. she wouldn't eat it. Knife and fork style. She yeah, eat, see them. She did it. Could, yeah, some... I could see a skewer. She just like kind of bites off the skewer. Oh my god! But, like, I can picture that right now. <laughs> you what? I can picture that actually. Yeah, right. right? Uh huh. I'm picturing her sitting at a fire, like at a, you know, with a fire, and you know, bowl of like gumbo on the side, and then her skewer steaks. It just got like Creole and Mediterranean vibes going on. Is what we're saying. Yeah, <laughs> she, she's... but it's got to be like. like 
big old big old chunks of meat and they're not not the overcooked kind but the kind that's she like cooked a little... it over an open flame yeah 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 it's like and she turned it it had like a little like turn thing on it you know it set up like the sticks or whatever oh, like a spit it's, yeah it's got a spit yeah. oh i, yeah. I, I oh, yeah. wow okay you could see her doing yeah. that <laughs> and then s'mores i guess i follow Oh, s'mores! S'mores are awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. They're delicious. Oh you, my god! You can't have a campfire without s'mores. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think what else? I Man, I'm hungry now. <laughs> Clearly, this podcast has taken a turn. Or <laughs> mm, <laughs> y'all are past your dinner hour. I'm approaching mine. <laughs> oh it's it's never too late for dinner with us we we <laughs> eat fairly late in the yeah. you gotta have your energy i can totally see her room. doing some like ethiopian though too like ethiopian food like using the 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 bread it's like yeah 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 okay. i also feel like she would probably like spicy food, so maybe like curry. Maybe like some jerk chicken. Like curry chicken. Like. Or jerk curry chicken. goat. Yeah. Curry goat. Oh yeah. Okay. I could. Yeah, I could totally see Eris having carrot curry. Something curry. Um, yeah. Infused. I think. I think you know she probably had to eat a lot of really terrible things for a really long time, so she's probably not not very picky. See, I'm I'm more of a sushi kind of a person, yeah. but although here in Florida, sushi. I feel like I'm I, I imagine there being really good sushi out here, but it definitely oh. hasn't lived up to my New York standard oh, for no, whatever God, no. reason. No, I wouldn't think Florida would have good sushi. I would. I think New York would have way better sushi than Florida. Sorry, Florida, I apologize, but I. <laughs> Adding, Some of the seafood is good though here. Sure, maybe. for sure. If we're talking boiled crabs, yes. Yeah. The crabs, the lobster, you know, like uh, scallops, stuff like that. I love scallops. I, is, is, is Florida known for scallops? I don't. I didn't know that about Florida. I don't think they're known for scallops, but there are some places with good scallops here. Yeah. And just like fish in general, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they do crawfish out in uh, Florida? Probably not in the way that they do. Um, there might be a few places that do it. There's more crab places. There's definitely yeah. way more crab places. Mm-hmm. I've had some really amazing um, seafood, crab, um, crab cakes. Oh, so good. So good out here. In Florida? Oh, yeah. There's a couple, there's a couple oh. places that have good crab cakes. Here. Is it like yeah. a, um, is it like a, like a like a transport, like people from Maryland, kind of bringing it down to Florida, kind of thing. Like a like it's a possible. We we have this kind of situation going on. Yeah, we have this place. Uh, I think it's called like the the uh, crazy no the the something tuna the twisted tuna. It's called twisted tuna, and they have something called uh, South Beach stuffed chicken. And it's got chicken with like crab cakes stuffed in it and everything. Mm. It's amazing, and and you get some gator chili too. The gator chili, ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. I believe that. 
I believe that. Yeah, I actually had, you know, I tried Gator for the first time when I was in Louisiana when I was in Alexandria, actually. I Mm -hmm. used to go to camp in Alexandria. Oh, you did? Oh, sweet. Uh I went to sleepaway camp in where what? I was in Pineville. Pineville, Pineville, yeah. Camp Pineville. Pineville. I was in Pollock, but that's like really near Pineville. Oh, okay. Yep. I was there when I was in the Army, you know, for a short stint. And the small world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do you get to partake of the amazing Cuban food that does like the Miami Cuban food make its way up much? Um, there are a few places I haven't. Uh, yeah, there actually are a few places. Uh, there's a Peruvian place like not too far from here. Actually, that's pretty good. Um, potatoes, right? There's like a lot of potatoes in Peruvian food. Uh yeah. There's potatoes and there's rice. You know, there's rice and there's beans and everything as well. Um, but the chicken is is really good too. Like it's you know, that's some really good spices on it, I feel like. It's become quite the Anthony Bourdain type show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I mean, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I think food is something that you know you just like everybody shares in common with and something mm-hmm. you can really like there's so many avenues you can explore with food <laughs> just so, something yeah. that every everybody can relate to and have some type of connection to sure i mean i just i can't imagine like a utilitarian type food consumption though like i mean i like to some degree but there's gotta be like experimentation and and adventure involved right i'll do a pb and j but i need like for only so long or i'll i can do like pasta and sauce but like i've gotten pretty adventurous with my instapot and there's some really cool recipes that i've discovered um yeah like these chicken pesto roll-ups basically Mm. that i made with the instapot they're phenomenal came out great I like that question. That was a good one. I I did not <laughs> anticipate that question at all. I love it. <laughs> and more on a slightly different topic. Yeah. What is the one thing that most people do not know about Morla? And what is the one thing that most people don't know about Eris? Mm. Mm. there's lots of things that people don't know about Morla and there's lots of things that people don't know about Eris, including me. There's lots of things that I don't even know about Eris, which is kind of part of the mystery part of the, yeah. Yeah. I love that. She, you know, she's, I am, I am, I am not that much farther ahead of, 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 of any of you. Right. I don't I don't know that much more than you do at any given point in time. Like I'm maybe so whatever whatever length of time, but I, I don't I don't know beyond that. I don't know. I don't know what's um in store for her and I don't uh hmm. what, what's uh I'm trying trying with the yeah, most people don't know. 
about. Yeah. This is probably an easy one since you're from New Orleans. Are you a Saints fan? Oh, yeah, for sure. But <laughs> yeah, for sure. for sure. Let's see. Oh, right. here's fun. Here's a fun one. Here's a fun one. I study Norwegian. Oh, cool. I don't ask me to say anything. I can't. Right. But I'm just <laughs> like, it's something that I'm studying. It's, I'm studying. That's Norwegian. cool. <laughs> uh, yeah and, and so is Eris oddly enough <laughs> we really are similar <laughs> um, yeah I guess uh, what's something about Eris what's something that you perceive about Eris that you don't you're curious about That's you can talk about that while I'm thinking about something that you don't know about Eris because <laughs> I feel like there's a, uh, I think feel like every like everybody knows pretty much the same stuff that I know about Eris, but y'all talk about that. That's a hard one for some reason. I don't know why. I'll say this, I think. Okay, you know, I'll just I'll say this because it's kind of like the thing that Eris and I share. It's part of the preparation, and and I think people do know this, but it's it's something that I can speak to personally. Is that um, the the song like the num like the the primary song that I vocalize to get into the heiress headspace is a song called um, Indus by Dead Can Dance, and so I guess you can kind of say that like that's part of this transition, right, from Morla to heiress, right? So I guess you could kind of say that heiress also sings that song. How's that? Does that work? Does that does that yeah. answer the question? <laughs> I I think that answers it quite well. You know, and I I wonder if Eris might have a hidden talent that we wouldn't normally expect. Maybe <laughs> I feel like she would be really good at karaoke. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I was gonna say weaving. She'd be really good at weaving. She yeah, she'd she'd be the one sitting in the corner knitting. Or like break dancing or something like that. <laughs> no. Well, I can't picture her break <laughs> I will say that maybe Eris would be a very good gamer. I can I can picture her going into a day one raid and just really slaying everything. Crota would stand no chance. Just saying. I could see her planning a really good scavenger hunt. Ooh, yeah. Or winning at a scavenger hunt. Both. Equally proficient in both. Or I could see her being in you know, doing something with, uh, like the escape rooms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, she wouldn't do an escape room, but she would be really good at it. (laughs) But she wouldn't be like, I know that I'm good at it. I don't need to prove it. I need to prove myself. Many of you, but she would just do it by herself. Yeah. I mean, she's kind of already done it. Like, so. (laughs) 
Yeah. Like, I just can't thank you for doing anything pedestrian, you know, at all. Like I can't, I can't, I can't perceive of her <laughs> in our world. Right. Like I can't, I can't perceive her in a, in a space that has consumerism or capitalism at all. Like I can't, like, like I don't, I can, like, I, so I can think of her doing things that we would do, but it would be in this very austere kind of way, like, or this, like, being very, uh, uh, being cloistered and, uh, like, even, even if she were in a city, she'd find herself, find a way to be, like, cloistered and do, like, um, yeah, like weaving. I don't know. I just see weaving. Like from, it's your doing weaving. Or even maintain. Yes, she's very specific about her surroundings. I think she would be a very good investigator. Maybe like forensics. I mean, she has three eyes, right? So, like, she she can see very well. I would I would hope. So, Morla, yeah, we've been a part of this awesome experience called Destiny for the past nine years, and we have a question from Ghost. What is one of oh. your favorite Destiny moments thus far? Are there any specific memories that? come to mind that stick out as extra special and memorable for you? Mm. I gotta say it's been um, meeting the community. I know that's not the part of Destiny, the game, but it's part of Destiny, the larger world is meeting the community at large and then also more specifically at Guardian Con and um at PAX in uh Australia as was um so powerful and meaningful and just really um um beyond incredible and I Thoroughly enjoyed meeting every single person that I met, and I am sorry that I could not. That I, I would have spent more. I would have spent more time, and um, and I would. Uh, no, I just I was so. Um, I just feel like words just don't even like I'm like like it's so it's so great it was so memorable it's like all those words are small uh, really really lifetime memory kind of stuff right like really really um, I'm just I'm falling I'm not having a I'm, the words that I keep th that keep coming to mind are are just too small to really uh, take in the whole experience. Um, I feel like a broken record. I feel like I'm just I'm I feel really really lucky 
We're really lucky to have had that and to have been a part of that and to um, to share that moment with so many incredible people with all, with everyone who was there. Um, so that's my, that's my answer for like, Part of the destiny experience on the whole, right? Um, and also, I really loved being able to when I was living in the Bay, when when I was living up in the Pacific Northwest, to be able to go to Bungie to record. That was always very special too. Um, but as far as like the game itself, um. I don't know. They're all like every 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 time that Eris has kind of shown up in the game has been um has been uh kind of a like a, a surprise in a kind of way. It's like I, I like I like I've said before, like I don't from one experience to the next, I don't I don't assume anything, right? So I'm always so happy and joyful that uh she returns and and I'm always so excited to find out what's what she's going to be experiencing, what the adventure is. Adventure is like not the right word. That feels like a small word too. Um the journey is. Um I love I love what's happening right now and I love everyone who's making it happen. And so I guess my favorite destiny moment is what's next. That's that's for a cliffhanger. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. Yeah. And I can very much echo the uh, sentiment about both the, the community, especially having had a chance to meet so many amazing guardians in our community and to gain a perspective into video games that I would never have been able to gain before. It's, it's been definitely a very rewarding experience here. Uh, and we, we actually just attended GCX this year. For me, it was for the first time and just getting mm-hmm. to meet so many amazing guardians who some who we've had on the podcast and some awesome. who we have never met uh, IRL. It was quite an experience, something that oh, I definitely so will take with me. That's awesome. And Morla, do you have any favorite Eris Morn lines from Destiny's past? Mm. Yeah, well, I mean... Six of us went down into the pit is such a um what a great way to start, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh I always loved that line. You took everything from me. Like I remember feeling that one really, really hard. Um and then of course, you know, everyone loves the fingertips and the surface of my mind is a great one and then yeah uh, that's a great one 
I'm, I'm missing part of it, but I know like it ends with um, the potent as pure and potent as sunshine. What's what's the first part of it? That a hatred, a hatred is pure as potent sunshine, as potent as pure sunshine, as potent as pure sunshine. I think that's what it is. That's a really good one. And, um, and you know, the insufferable, of course, is (laughs) a fan, a fan favorite. Um, and, um, I really, I really love, um, most recently the, I'm going to not remember it verbatim, but it's the, it's the, um, I, oh gosh, just so many of the lines from what Eris was saying about when talking about Zavala. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I cried through that whole entire, all those sessions. It was just like, just, oh my God, I had to like take a seat. That was so, ah, uh, God, wrenching. Um, in the, like a good way. And, uh, and then I, they are gone, but I am still here. Am I saying that right? Am I saying that line correctly? But the sentiment behind it is that all these, that this journey of like fighting all, and that they're all gone. And, um, uh, but I remained and that's, that's kind of. One of my favorite quotes is all things are possible now. Mm. Such a powerful quote. Mm, that's nice. <laughs> so Morla, what is next for you in your journey as a voice actor, as a destiny fan, and as one of our most beloved and favorite characters in destiny, Eris Morin? Well, as far as that that is just for all of us to experience um nearly simultaneously <laughs> we will all will we'll all know when we know yeah. um and as far as uh for me personally you know so just it's there's you know some really great stuff coming up this year and next year and i look forward to sharing it with everyone as it as as i am able as they these things arrive and you know hopefully always just uh more more i mean i like there's i feel like there's nothing that i'm missing i just want more of the same Right, I feel mm-hmm. very, I'm very happy with what it is that I have, and I'm just always ready to just take on more and 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 um, I'm just excited. I'm excited to find out too. I'm excited to find out who what's next. Let's see. Come along. It'll be fun. <laughs> We're all excited to find out what's next. Yep. Yeah, it's it's such an amazing journey that we've got a chance to go on in Destiny over the last almost decade. So it's 
really so remarkable, isn't see. it? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. yeah, it really is. Um, what a dream! What a like total dream come true. I mean, it's it's one of it's one of the only games that has lasted this long with so many players and kept a story going from beginning to end. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I really, oh, I'm going to get emotional. Um, I, I can't say it enough that I am an eternally grateful to Bungie. Like, I just am. This is, Eris has changed my life. Eris has changed my life. And there's just, there's no, there's no two ways about it. My life has forever changed for the better. Um, because of this happenstance, this, you know, these like <laughs> little moments that led to this big moment. And that, um, you know, I was, just really grateful well that uh Bungie took a chance on me i mean i'm i was not i did not have a whole ton of credits to my name at the time you know i had had some stuff right but it was uh yeah i feel real lucky and i am i will never be able to fully express my gratitude Plugging in my plugging in my computer, just realizing that it's not been plugged in this whole time. <laughs> We're uh, also lucky that that didn't just, you know, end very abruptly <laughs> at any point. <laughs> um, and thank you for giving me this uh, space to be able to say these things to the community and to anyone from. Bungie, who might be listening, and I wish I could um, meet everyone and give everyone a big old hug and lots of cookies. I would, <laughs> I would do that. Um, yeah. So well, thank, you. Like, thank, thank you, thank you for giving me this this space. Thank you as well. Thank you. Yes. Brought so many amazing moments into our lives through Eris, who is just one of our most beloved characters. And I can't imagine anyone else being Eris more than, than you. And you brought that character to life with such grace, such magic. And you're just incredible. And we're very lucky to have you in this game, in this community. And it was such an incredible honor to finally get to meet you and to share your stories and to learn more about you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. You made our evening so extra special on this eventful Friday. Well, yeah. Yeah. Happy Friday to you. And, and it was very special for me as well. So I am grateful to you as well. To, to all the turn of Crota's end. You know? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On the eve of Crota's 
beginning and his end. Oh my god. <laughs> well, Morla, before we let you go, mm-hmm. where can our guardians learn more about you and what you do? Um, like on my socials. <laughs> I never remember what my what is what are my uh I'm such a bad social person. It's oh, okay. So for Twitter, which I'm still just gonna keep calling it Twitter because I, I just am. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I am uh, always always at, Twitter. Always Twitter. Uh, I am at actor underscore Morla, and that's pretty much like that's my that's the one that I use for my engagement with all things games. Everything else is kind of like pictures from whatever like pretty little pictures that maybe don't mean anything to anyone except for me and that's fine so yeah the twitters is where it's at <laughs> all right y'all y'all should go eat <laughs> i know i'm going to <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. thank you so, so much and i really am grateful and i uh and i've had such a wonderful well. time what a fun fun Hi, thank you very much. Yes. Thank you for joining thank us. Thank you to uh, Morla. Good night, y'all. Thank you. Have a great night. It was an honor. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, Guardians. That was special. That was really special. That was awesome. Yeah. It's an honor to meet Morla. That's the thing. If she says she's eternally grateful, I, I feel like I'm eternally grateful, you know, just for being able to experience everything, you know, mm-hmm. with Eris in the game and Morla and everything. Like how she's embodied that character has just been incredible. Yeah. And and the fact that she, you know, took two hours out of her time to sit and chat with us when she's probably got 10,000 other things that she could be doing. So it's just awesome that she gave us the time. Yeah. So Guardians, we're not done yet. That was released. But before we dive into the TWAB, we got a raid that launched earlier today around 1 o'clock with Crota's end. Crota made his grand return into destiny 2 and i know i know shadow price has been diving into all the action and i'm i'm curious what do you both think about crota returning how how do you guys feel about it now that we had a chance to play through the new raid it's been hard it's there's there's definitely a <laughs> challenge there for sure i mean spent like two hours and 45 minutes in the, in the stills. So, you know, that, uh, that was, um, quite the wrinkle they threw in there. Those lanterns really gave me a workout or I'll tell you the, the, um, the pendulums of death. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. I'm going to, I'm going to fall victim to those as well. I, I know it. Yeah. I mean, when we got to the end to the, where they had formed the bridge, to go on to the next part, that part was easy. You just kind of like, kind of D1. I mean, the only difference was you didn't jump off of it. And, you know, when it starts forming, we all just kind of stood there and tried to 
withstand the barrage of enemies that was coming at us and everything. Um, and got to the bridge encounter at the second encounter now. And, uh, you know, we're kind of figuring it out. We got two people across the bridge um, and two gatekeepers down. But we're still uh, we're still plugging away at it and everything. Yeah. So TBD, we're going to let you all know how it goes as we get closer to the end and we get past the bridge and we face the Death Singers and have our final encounter with Crota. Once again. <laughs> Once again. Yeah. Ooh, and the, hey, the, I, the, I really want to get yeah. some, some bread. I want to get my Necrochasm and... Maybe the Song of Your Ute might be a fun one, or the Word of Coda. So we get red borders from this. Does anybody got any red borders or anything yet? Do we? I I wasn't aware of that. Um, I don't. I I would assume that the weapons are going to be craftable. Um, but I I haven't seen anything about anybody getting any. I would just thought that it was going to be you know with red borders since. Uh, you know, Kingsfall had him and everything. So, um, yeah, I assume they'll they'll be craftable. And and I don't know. I haven't heard anything. And, in, and as also far the as... other um, brute or nightmares. The last two raids we had had red borders, so I would yeah. figure this one would have them too. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited to play through the raid and one of the things that really stuck out to me was the fact that they they definitely changed the encounters and how mechanics worked like for example with the stills very different from how it was before with how you were able to get the um what is it called i'm drawing a blank empowering thing empowerment yeah, when you have to enlighten the uh, yeah. the lanterns and stuff. Definitely interesting to experience that again. And we're definitely going to be diving back into the raid. Maybe after the podcast. Although, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hungry. I'm not going to lie. Now that we <laughs> talked about food. Oh, I'm definitely eating something after yeah. the podcast. Yep. That's for oh, sure. yeah. Same. Well, well you've Same. been doing the raid all night. Or all day, I should say. So... Yeah, that energy. And before we wrap things up, we we got one more thing to talk about. So don't get going quite yet, Guardians. We have a twab or a twid. (laughs) And we're going to talk about a few things here uh, as a quick rundown of the news that we got from Bungie. So this week at Bungie, we have the Crotus End Raid, and we got some Bungie rewards that are available for the winning if you do complete your raid, um, Crotus End. Iron Banner is coming back, and we have a few other updates. We have Prime Gaming rewards that are introduced. Um. So Bungie made an announcement today that if you are able to complete the contest mode Crotus End Raid, you will get some really fun rewards. You get a guaranteed Necrochasm 
which is actually quite a bit of a departure from how Bungie was uh, rewarding us in past raids during that first weekend. What do you what do you both think about that? Do you think it's a good change for Bungie to make the Necrochasm a guaranteed drop for the weekend? I I think it's a it's a good incentive for people to get in there and try it. I what I'm curious to see is what the quest is going to be like after, you know, to actually do the whole quest. But I think it's their shift to making raid exotics into a quest is better than RNG having to, to run it multiple times to get it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think this is a welcoming change, especially given the increased challenge with contest mode. I think that mm -hmm. making it a guaranteed drop does give that additional incentive beyond getting that, you know, day one emblem, of course. That's always nice. Um, and Bungie did note as a few PSAs for anyone who is playing through the raid, um, you will need to be at 1790 power to be at cap for all of the encounters to get into the raid successfully. And there will be no bounty or weapon crafting progress for combatant kills. Uh, below boss tiers within King's Fall and Crota's End during the entirety of contest mode. And that's just to give the servers a little bit of breathing room. I know that, you know, <laughs> servers needed a little bit, little bit of extra TLC. So good PSA on that. Um, Bungie also noted that uh, players that acquire the Bottomless Pit quest from the raid vendor during the first 48 hours of contest mode, we'll have a quest automatically marked as completed and all rewards placed in the inventory right away and immediately. Uh, the quest does not require any currencies to purchase and rewards will include Husk of the Pit, Adalon Ally, Holy Masterwork, and Necrochasm. So it seems like for everyone else, there is going to be a quest line and a process for how we acquire necrochasm much like in the past and um so that's really interesting there is a really cool bungee reward available actually a few bungee rewards that are available for the brave guardians that complete crota's end by september 12th 2023 we got the crota's end raid ring that looks so freaking cool that, what do you, that what do you guys ring think? is awesome. I, I really want it. Are you guys going to get the raid ring? Um, Probably not. <clears throat> um, I don't know. Too. I really want to. I'm so tempted. But it's cool. I mean, and hats off to anybody who does get it because it's it's really cool piece of uh, gear to acquire mm -hmm. for completing the raid. It is. And the deadline is uh, on September 12th, so you don't have to necessarily complete contest mode in order to get 
be bred for that. And in the US, it is $125 for the ring. So I think it's a pretty reasonable price. I would say I don't think it's different from how Bungie priced raid rings in the past. So um, good PSA on that. There is also a Crota's End pin, raid pin, that's available. And that will be acquirable until November 28th, 2023. And additionally, they have a really cool metal poster by Displate, and that will be a reward available up until November 28th, 2023, if you are brave enough to complete Crotus End Raid. There's also a Swordbearer title that is now available, along with a pin. So that will be available until February 26th, 2024. Ironically, the day before the big, big day when the final shape begins. And of course, there is the belt that was won by the awesome clan Elysium. Congratulations to all of the participants in the world's first activity. We're so, so proud of our guardians and it was their fourth yep. world's first win so they they now hold deal. them yeah they they now hold the most world's first wins they're a dynasty yeah, <laughs> yeah. no they they're they, going in history mm-hmm. as they're the just great players yeah very cool and congratulations to all of the winners and everybody who participated uh it takes a lot of effort a lot of energy and dedication so congratulations to all the guardians who completed that and we also are going to talk about some twitch rivals rewards that were available earlier today from 10 a.m pacific time and you actually can still get them if you uh, tune into one of the streams for the uh, Crota's End raid, including our stream. We are we are participating in Twitch Rivals, so we might get back in the stream and get in on the action. And we did have some commentary earlier today from some of our good friends, like Professor Broman. Uh, Rec 1568 and Adam Savage. So definitely make sure to check out the replay on that. Next up, we got Iron Banner. Iron Banner is coming back next week for an entire week of PvP glory. And for the Taking Guardians, you will have two weapons. We have the Guiding Sight strand high impact scout rifle and we have the point of the stag arc precision bow both available for our guardians to acquire during iron banner next week and there will be three iron banner events taking place this season week one will be um with Fortress uh, beginning on September 5th. The second Iron Banner will be taking place on October 10th. 
with control. And finally, we're going to wrap things up on November 14th with Fortress. So good PSAs on that and do look forward to Iron Banner. I'm curious, are you both excited to play Iron Banner next week? Uh, we'll we'll see. I, yeah, I really I, want I, I really cool. want a point of the stag. Mm-hmm. I just I love that bow and then I might try and get a good one. We'll see. Definitely. I, I'm excited for all of it. Honestly, I mean, I really love scout rifles. I've always been a scout rifle fan and getting a strand high impact scout rifle. Um, I'm all for it. So uh, definitely exciting to play the new Iron Banner that's going to be dropping next week. Uh, I really like the design, too, of the bow. That looks really, really cool with the Iron Banner insignia inside of it very well designed there and bungie had a couple more things that they mentioned in the weekly update uh in august um bungie teamed up with a series of content creators to raise funds for brazil's projecto oh man i'm gonna butcher this one trab trabenhas <laughs> and it is the scientific research community education and sustainable tourism to help sea turtles live and thrive and they shared a series of turtles <laughs> in this week's fab so uh that's kind of cool and it looks turtles like our are, friend turtles are cool yes they are cool are. Uh, and it, it's it's also really nice to see that our good friend, the Vanguard BR, is also a part of this campaign. So congratulations on that. Always nice to see Bungie support so many great things in the community. Um, there is also a Prime Gaming reward that is available from Tuesday, August 29th until Friday, September 29th. And that includes the Dawn of Invention Exotic Emote, the Aoki Fast Exotic Ghost Shell, Deadfall Legendary Ship, and um, Verdant Projection Legendary Ghost Projection. So if you are interested in getting some extra swag, Definitely make sure to connect your Bungie account with Twitch Prime Gaming to get your bread during this campaign. So great stuff there. Uh, Bungie also had some player support updates about contest mode. So really good PSAs there. Um, Below is a list of gear, items, and weapons that will be disabled during Crota's End, World's First Race and Contest Mode. We have the uh, Tessellation Exotic Fusion Rifle, Warlock Weave Walk Aspect, 
It's currently disabled in all raids and in PvP. The Titan Banner of War Aspect. The Foe Tracer Exotic Hunter Helmet. The Elemental Munition Mod and Overload Hand Cannon Mod are all disabled. And Bungie also did disable the... Um, what is that hand cannon? The Malfeasance hand yep. cannon. And the, there was an exotic, uh, and I'm drawing a, bl- a blank on that one, that they also disabled after this update went live. I'm pretty sure it was the Lucky Pants for Hunters. Yes, Lucky Pants, and I, I think there was something else. Let me look at our Twitter, because I think yeah, we there was a, share. There was another mod that was disabled. It was... Hold on, I will get it. Okay. Uh, um, <clears throat> it is the Sacred Filaments exotic. That is also disabled for the entirety of contest mode. So good PSAs on that. And um, always good to learn about some of these changes as they occur in the game. Um, they also have some additional updates. Luminous Void Shader. They had an unintentional change that made the Luminous Void Shader with update 7.2.0.2. Um, I guess it, it's it's now gone from the game. It was uh, inaccurately uh, changed during that update to no longer be made available and that will be fixed in an upcoming update. We also made some Gallarhorn behavior updates. No more wolf pack rounds. No, I'm kidding. Totally kidding. Uh, <laughs> beginning with the launch of season of the witch Gallarhorn behavior was slightly altered. This was due to a recent fix to an issue causing projectiles to inadvertently damage immune enemies. The side effect of this fix unintentionally impacted how Gallarhorn operates. Due to Gallarhorn's boss DPS dominance, we had previously planned to dial down its damage in a future update. Because this unintentional change resulted in similar changes to those planned, the current behavior of Gallarhorn will be maintained while Bungie monitors the situation. So, Guardians, if you go on LFG, you no longer require to have Gallarhorn, so we can all celebrate and rejoice. <laughs> um, a few other updates here. Uh, loadouts are now re-enabled as of update 7.2.0.2. So if you have your custom loadouts set up, you can now enjoy them again in the game without any workaround as Bungie had previously announced. Also, regarding the Sonar Station Vendor, Bungie is currently investigating an issue causing the Season of the Deep Station Vendor to no longer offer bounties, preventing the completion of weekly aquatic operation challenges. So good PSA on that, and we will absolutely keep you posted on these updates. Um, Beginning with the launch of Season of the Witch, items such as pre-order bonuses, secret stash bundles, 
and the like rewards were moved to a new space in the tower called Special Deliveries Kiosk. And as a PSA, New Light players will continue to access rewards from Shahan in the Cosmodrome. So I'm curious, what do you guys think about the Special Deliveries Kiosk that was introduced with Season of the Witch? Um, it's, uh, you know, it seems like a good uh, place to put some of the things that would nor- more normally, f- you know, fill up other areas in your, you know, I don't know. Where did they go before? I can't remember. They, <laughs> you you picked them up from uh, Rahul. Yeah. So I, I think okay. it's, it's a good change because then you're not trying to click through like three pages of of Rahul's stuff to find all your stuff that you're wanting to get. Yeah. They're just all in one place. I think it makes it a lot easier. Simplifies it. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I like this change. All great changes here. So overall, I'm, I'm pretty happy about these things. Um, definitely um, a step in the right direction in terms of the UX mm-hmm. and making things a little bit easier to access in the game. Uh, Bungie also had new um, movies of the week. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Looks like there is an Aladdin-themed a destiny video that was created <laughs> always nice to see our community get so creative with their mm-hmm. videos and submissions so congratulations to slavic kp on twitter for the movies of the week winning uh there's also some art of course that was shared one called Devour by El Capitan works on Twitter and a really cool rendition of Eris Morn titled Ait, Ait, Ait by Johan TM. So congratulations to all of the winners of both Movies of the Week and Artist of the Week. And that is the TWAB. Thank you, Sam, for your update this week. And Guardians, we have a tradition on the show where we rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls. So I'm I'm curious, how would you both rate this week's Bungie weekly update or TWAB or TWID in the form of spicy tuna rolls? Do I go first, Cold Death? Yeah, go for it. I'm looking at a few things in the in the TWAB. Oh, okay. Uh I'd say about three. Um, pretty, you know, the middle of the road. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know, there was more PSAs than anything in there. You know, um, I think we're all kind of, you know, it, it was cool to see all the stuff for, you know, um, finishing Crota's end and be able to get the IRL loot. So that's always good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll give it a three spice tuna rolls out of five. Uh, I I would agree, like three, three and a half, 
right in there um just because it's there wasn't anything like exciting going forward but the stuff you can get for completing the raid is really cool that gives it that that little extra absolutely and I think for me, I'm gonna have to take a little bit of points off because raid jacket wear. <laughs> oh, that's oh, right. I, was, I was gonna mention that earlier. That Wait, this is there a raid jacket? No, there's no raid jacket. There is no raid jacket. That's the like that moment. Remember Gatharian on the uh, like House of Wolf streams? No raid. <laughs> what? <laughs> a raid jacket? <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I, th- I think this is the first the first one that hasn't had one. Wow. So what is your score, Cornelio? So yeah, my score. Um I'm gonna have to go with probably a four out of five. And here's why. I think that overall, there are some good updates here. I really like what they did with the Necrochasm quest where the contest mode groups are able to acquire that automatically. I think that's a really Mm -hmm. welcoming change in the game that we haven't had before. So that's really great to see, incentivizing players to be brave and slay Crota during the most challenging time, I think that raid ring looks mm, amazing. And I'm just going to have to get that bread. So before September 12th, I will definitely make sure to get Crota's End completed so I can get my raid ring. Um, <laughs> I think the pin is kind of cool. Um, the metal poster is really cool. Iron Banner weapons. I'm I'm a pretty big fan of Iron Banner, and to get a chance to grind out for some new things uh, with some new fun perks, I think that's going to be really cool to get a Strand High Impact Scout and to get an Arc Precision Bow in the game. Really cool to see Bungie continue supporting great causes with um, our good friend Vanguard BR and additional Guardians. And um, got some really cool Prime gaming updates. But again, we Raid Jacket is missing, so um, I'm going to have to take a point off from that uh, because I was really hoping we would get a really, really cool Crota's End jacket that we can acquire. So hopefully with the final shape and the new Raid, it's coming out then we will get a raid jacket so we will keep you posted on that so four out of five spicy tuna rolls for corn holio and guardians what an awesome evening of destiny podcasting and so many cool things that we had a chance to experience as destiny fans between season of the witch between crota's end coming back between the podcast with Eris Morin and Starfield. I am so excited for Starfield. Such a fun, fun game. It's truly an amazing time to be a gamer. And thank you all so much for joining us 
on the Destiny Show podcast. Before we end things for the evening, because we have video games to play, Cold Death, where can we learn about you and what you do? Uh, you can find me across all socials, uh, just at Cold Death. Got, uh, got that name everywhere. And right here every Friday on the Destiny Show. Very cool. And Shadow Price, where can we learn more about you and what you do? Um, on Twitter at ShadowPrice79. Um, that's pretty much where you can find me. Um, I don't really post much, um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I retweet things usually. Um, and also here on the Destiny Show podcast. Thank you. Very cool. And Guardians, you can find the Destiny Show podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We are on Apple. We are on Spotify. We're on Amazon. We are on Stitcher and every major platform. You can also find us on the web at destinyshow.com. You can find us taking over the Destiny 2 community discord every night. We host fun events for our community and our clan. So if you are looking for new guardians to meet and play with or just say hello, make sure to join us over at destiny.show slash community and get in on all the fun. You can also find us on Twitter slash X at The Destiny Show. And you can find us right here on Twitch every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. and. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all. We are going to be introducing some new platforms, so stay tuned for that. And Guardians, thank you so much for joining us on the Destiny Show podcast. We're going to go slay Crota. We're going to go get our bread and be brave and hopefully get our exotic necrochasm this weekend along with the new emblem. Guardians, thank you so, so much for joining us on the Destiny Show podcast. And one more quick reminder, it is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and we are going gold all September long. Make sure to enter our giveaway by making a donation over at destiny.show slash gold, and all funds will go to support St. Jude. So great, great cause there. And we will be doing a lot more really uh, great things with Guardians for Gold. We're going to be doing a Dresdeny campaign starting on Monday. So make sure you get your shiniest Guardian and share it with us on Twitter for your chance to win an exclusive Destiny emblem and many more fun prizes like Destiny 2 the final shape plus the annual pass. So definitely uh, check us out on Twitter for more information on that. And thank you again so much for joining us. We're going to go play Destiny. We're going to go beat Crota and then hopefully play some Starfield. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on the Destiny Show podcast. Have an awesome evening and we will see you star side. Good night, Guardians.